time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is the pod boss, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is the dark load of knowledge, Chad Christman. What's up, bitches? And the not-so-mean Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D. What's going on, Gorehounds? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Moon. Hi, fuckers. Today, we got a doozy of an episode for you, but first, you know what time it is. It's time for your <laughs> Big Johnny D. Yeah, buddy. What'd what did do? I do? Not too much, bud. Uh, continued my journey with Officer Bob, sending him pics almost on the daily. Uh, you know it. And uh, one day we will be able to do the Predator high five when we eventually meet up at a con. Son of a bitch. It won't be this con, but it will be eventually. It will um, be a con. That's right. Somewhere. Uh, let's see. Actually, got to hung out with the family this weekend, which was kind of nice. Um, we celebrated my wife's grandfather's birthday which was monday he just recently passed so we still had a birthday party for him for grandma and everything and it was nice kids brought out the four wheelers and shit and they were riding dirt bikes around all day it was, it was good stuff right on. um i did hop behind the photo the camera uh this weekend again for the first time in almost a fucking year and that felt nice uh and got to work with uh a girl who's just well she's not just learning but she's practicing the uh the fx skill and she's actually pretty damn good at it i gotta say nice. so yeah you can look for that to come i'll be sharing that shit on my page and all that good shebang on that i watched this movie which i really enjoyed and i'm excited to talk about it and uh last thing i'm gonna say is i'm not wearing any pants bobby how you been buddy <laughs> well unlike you johnny i am wearing pants because uh you know that's my lively duty well your mom's right pants. behind you well, yeah, yeah that, I understand that too. That, I got this that, whole basement to myself, dude, and you know. Well, you know, sometimes we all just down. sometimes we just have to deal with what life gives us. <laughs> no, you but know uh, what that, that's hmm. talking about. Anyway, Monet. Anyway, that's God fucking damn it, Brody. That was funny as hell. Uh, uh, no, uh, same thing with John, uh, as Johnny. I was a family weekend. My brother and his uh, wife, we were having a housewarming party yesterday. So Saturday we were setting up. And so we were just chilling out. We had the whole family come down and see everything and um, such. He's got a big backyard, like two acres, and there's woods behind him. So might have to utilize that for some shoots. He doesn't know it, but he'll figure it out eventually. Uh, you know, <laughs> you got to figure this shit out eventually. You know, why is my yeah. brother out there? Oh, uh, that's <laughs> but um, not, not like TJ, not playing with your toys. Playing, playing with my toys. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that depends on the toy, boy. Oh. I can literally see that music video now. <laughs> not going to lie. But uh, anyway. no, it was it was a nice quiet weekend. It was good. Uh, so I'll be working on some uh, cosplay stuff this week. I'm kind of taking my time with some of this because, well, it's uh it's got to come together nicely because there's no rush till next year. So I got myself a nice four months to work on everything. And uh, I have and our buddy Lance McKinney, he's uh, getting my mask. He's starting to cut it soon. 
I know that. And then we're going to start, uh, I'm going to start piecing the clothes together before I start, uh, ripping them to pieces. And then, uh, another couple of things I'll be doing with that. And then just, uh, other things in life, but that's about it for me. Chad, daddy, give it to me, buddy boy. No, not much going on here, brother. Just, you know, work like usual. And this weekend, uh, we're kind of busy getting stuff done down at the other house. We, last week they had tore the old porch off. So we built a new porch and then we had to bring in a shit ton of wood and drywall for the uh, the, uh, the extension that we're building. God, that fucking drywall weighs a ton. Bro, how much lumber did you have to get, Mr. Moneybucks? Because... Fucking my, hey. my in-laws paid for that. We paid first. We're paying them back for it. You know, we're going to what eventually what we're going to do is after the house is built, we're going to get home equity loan and pay them back. What? Uh, That's nice. the plan. Nice. What size drywall pieces did you go? Just the eight foot or did you go bigger? Bigger. I do 12, understand foot. We, 12 foot. Bro, mm-hmm. them 12 foot's fucking suck. Yep. They, they did. get the job but done. But I mean, there was hey. some eight footers, but uh, I would say 75% of them were the 12 footers. Yeah, but it. I'm 12 footers, man. If you got corners to go around and shit like that, dude, yeah. it's fucking pain. Dude. Yeah. But. Yeah. Hell it's yeah, it's going to be worth it in the long run. It's going to be great. The, the upstairs, we're getting ready to paint here pretty soon. Uh, it's all mud taped, everything. So we're going to, it's all sanded. We're going to do the, the painting and then we're going to do the floors. Then we just got to do, you know, lights, fixtures, things like that. Then the upstairs should be pretty ready pretty soon. Then we just got to carry on the work in the downstairs, do the extension. Uh, we're hoping to be in there by uh, Halloween. Fuck yeah, dude! But that's that. That's pushing it. I mean, Push it's good to have a goal down. in mind. So we definitely, we definitely are going to be in there by Thanksgiving, if not Christmas. I mean, we're definitely going to be. Yeah, it's going to be sooner rather than later, and it's going to be great. We're going to be so happy. The kids are going to love it. It's so much stress is just going to go away when the kids each have more space. They each have their own personal space. Oh yeah, I could tell you. Yeah, that'll be wonderful for them. Uh, let's see what else. I got my 4K copy of the original Transformers movie, the animated one from 86. <gasps> yes! Gorgeous. Looks beautiful. Uh, we also, uh, you guys love this. So the other night we were just sitting around, didn't have anything to do. So I decided to make my wi- wife watch the Brendan Fraser classic, The Mummy. Mm, such a great dude, movie. I love The Mummy. Yeah, it's a great. First, I'll tell you, I like the, yeah, the third one's not too bad. But the, the first, first and were, second one are the best yeah. ones. If you can get past the really shitty CGI Scorpion King in the second one. I can. Yeah. I the can rest of the movie that. makes up for dealing with that. Oops. Oh, yeah. But Isn't it The Rock? It is yeah. The Rock. But at least they redeem him with the Scorpion King movie, which also was not terrible. No. Not the first one. Yeah. 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 He wasn't even in the second one. Hmm. Was it was Batista. Uh, it was, was it Batista? I thought Batista was, was in, Batista was in one of them. Is it two or three? It might have been two and three. I don't know. There was a different wrestler, but I know it was not the highest of names at the time when The Rock was doing that. So, oh, and uh, you guys love this. I started playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance three on the Switch over the weekend. Ooh, yeah, Switch play. That's really cool. And then I didn't, I'm sitting there playing, and like you know, Spider Man's voice is Michael really familiar. Copen. Huh? Michael Copen. Michael Copen. Yeah, Randy Couture is in it too. Oh. We're like, hold on, but no, but no, I'm sitting there playing that, and I realized that that's the same voice that was in the um, he did he did the voice for the Spider-Man PS4 game. 
Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they carried that over. They carried over uh, the voice from who played Deadpool in the video game, does the Deadpool in this game. There's a lot of really cool carryovers from different various uh, cartoons and video oh, games. People so revoice the same. So the guy who replaced The Rock in Scorpion King 2 is the blue Power Ranger from Power Rangers Time Force. Huh. That's so weird. Okay. Huh. Or is he the Green Ranger? He looks like Yo. the guy that had the hair. Speaking of Spider-Man voiceovers, did you see what happened with uh, fucking Drake Bell? Yo, that motherfucker. Yeah, that was that bad. Dirty Hollywood pervert. Apparently, he's, it's been going on for a while. Yeah, he's Long been while. young girls that like ah. swooning them for like the last fifteen years. Weinstein. Yeah, That's a little bit. And I'm uh, like, you know what, man? That makes me sad because I really enjoyed his voice acting as Spider-Man and it kind of sucks. But I, I hope Hillary it. Clinton gets him too. Oop. Oh, <laughs> oh, hey, oh, oh, oh. He's going to get Clinton. Oh, I'm moving on. I'm going to get off alive today. <laughs> I knew you'd be back. <laughs> That's right. You know, you miss your daddy. Oh, uh, ooh. Now, that would have been a great soundbite right there. Uh, Saving that. You know, you miss your daddy. Wait, let me see. You know you miss your daddy. Uh, uh, so CJ, how about you? Like how about you, brother? <laughs> well, <laughs> geez. <laughs> Just got St. Bernard in from Severed Films. You guys saw me unboxing that as uh, John was talking there. Uh, ooh, nice. nice. Uh, Gabe Bartolos directed this. It's one of two films he did. He also did Skin Deep. Has Warbuck Davis in it. Ooh. Oh, what's it about? Not sure. I bought this because I watched the spe- I watched the making of the Skin Deep, and it had scenes of this. His award-winning effects career spans both Grindhouse, including Brain Damage, Frankenhooker, and, and Leprechaun, and Art House. Now writer producer Gabe Bartolos brings his own years in the making vision to the screen as an unhinged orchestra conductor named Bernard, uh, graphically. What the fuck? Of graphically descents into a surreal <laughs> odyssey of chaos, psychosis, and fucked up shit looks cool as hell. Hmm. All right. What the fuck? And notorious Andy Kaufman cohort Bob Zumba? Bob Zumba. Yeah, is, is in Zamuda. this. Zamuda. Zamuda. And a performance from the punk legends The Damned. I'm looking it up as you're reading because now I want to just see it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, his first film's fucking nuts. Warwick Davis plays a character named Plates. It's like a like a family member of like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre type family, and he carries around ceramic plates on his backpack. And they're in like a special thing, and it makes him like so he can like pull them out real quick, like a like a uh, like a like a quiver, you know, for like arrows. And so he like has this harness, and he walks around. And he's and he's like talking about this fear. He's like, and the worshiping the sphere is referencing the plate. So he just like throws plates at people. It's fucking weird. And he calls them plates. <laughs> All right. Oh it's brutal. <laughs> you know, so, so wait, you haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched this. I've only watched his first film. And that one was bizarre as fuck. Oh, well, just looking at an effects picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah have fun <laughs> yeah i did a lot of podcasting stuff this week and i will be releasing episode 18 of lights camera exploitation tomorrow nice. ah, what else did i do this week 
Oh, it's Taryn's oh, birthday. Happy Taryn's belated birthday. birthday to Taryn. Yes, Taryn's oh, birthday was yesterday. She got one of those um, what, what's, what's Animal Crossing. That's what it is. Animal Crossing switches. And I got her all those Five Nights at Freddy's games because she likes those. And Oh, nice. Yeah. The new one looks pretty good, actually. I told her we might actually that, get it. Is Five the newest one? Security Breach. Okay. It I've looks, never personally played any of them. I've played games similar, but... I've watched her play it. They all look like shit, but the new one looks pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> they do look a little poop job, but... Yeah. Well, they started out as mobile games, so what do you expect? Oh, yeah. Fair enough. The guy made a ton of money, though, that Scott Did it start there? I thought it started like in Roblox, and then like it became its own game because of it or something. That sounds I have no right. idea. That could be right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about right. this fucking week's film, guys. Go for it. Let's do it. That is 19... 19- <laughs> 95. 95, yep. Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. Directed by Bill Condon, who also did the Twilight films in uh, Brody and I's favorite <laughs> film, Dead Kids. Written oh, nice. by Rand Ravick and Mark Kruger, not Freddy's brother. Produced by Greg Feinberg. And holy fuck, Chad, what are you <laughs> doing to me? <laughs> That's not a typo. That's the guy's oh name. Oh my god. <laughs> Sig- Sigjorn? Sigvatsen. Okay, that's what it is. That's actually a pretty good, that's a very good attempt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Starring Tony Todd as Candyman slash Daniel Robitaille, Kelly Rowan as Annie Torrent, Bill Nunn as Reverend Ellis, William O'Leary as Ethan Torrent, Veronica Cartwright as Octavia Torrent, Matt Clark as Hanro Thibodeau. 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 Randy Aglespie. As Hayward Sullivan, Glenn Gomez as Kingfish, Russell Buchanan as the voice of Kingfish, Joshua Mayweather as Matthew Ellis, David Giannopoulos, holy fuck, I nailed that one, as Detective <laughs> Leviscue. <laughs> Music by Philip Glass. <laughs> Cinematography by Tobias Schessler. <laughs> Edited by Virginia Katz. Distributed by Gramercy. Uh, is that supposed to be a word? Like Gramercy. Gramercy yeah. pictures released March 17th, 1995. Runtime of 95 miniotsos. Budget 6 million. Gross 13.9 million. And I think Are I got ready? a trailer here. I think I got the uh, original one. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's Go roll that beautiful bean footage. I'm afraid not. But he lives in the mirror. You say his name five times, he's supposed to come. That's how he gets you. You guys don't really believe that, do you? There's no such thing as a candy man. Those three victims were John Doe's. What if it's true? What if the candy man does exist? Why didn't you see that night? Ray's body was torn apart by something powerful. And one more brother. I'm gonna find out what happens. No! No! There are no monsters. You brought me here. And only God can save us. The terror in the mirror returns. Our journey begins. 
to avenge his name. Reveal his past. And fulfill his destiny. What do you want from me? Death is a return, you know. In a motion picture that ends what the first one barely started. Candyman, farewell to the flesh. You know, I mean, I'm with I am with John on this. I enjoy the movie, but there are too many things that I feel cut it a lot. Jump scare. (laughs) Farewell to the franchise. (laughs) You know, I don't know, man. I I know it's cheesy. I feel like it was a little bit more slasher vibe. Cheesy. I think that's why I like this better than the first one. I do. I do, too. I don't know why. And I, and I like the first one. But this yeah. one, I just like, this is just like a fun ride for me. Like, I'm like, all right, I don't think about I it. I like his backstory, too. Like, I, I like how they dive into it a little bit more. They show it. Yeah. I, okay. I do have one big discredit on that is like, why is there just some random ass swarm of fucking bees that comes down for like five minutes and then they're like, all right, see you. <laughs> like that was just so like SpongeBob like or something like that. Like, yes, you know, like, it was just like it was SpongeBob oh before SpongeBob. Yeah. yeah, right. Like it's all the jellyfish that just come down, sting them and then just fucking fly. Like, what the fuck was that? Um, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, dude, it's just it's that cheesy slasher vibe. It feels t- like 90s. But I enjoy it. I don't know why. You know, like, I ha- I have a very bad feeling that the new movie will probably try and explain that random swarm of bees. That I just mean, no they, new movie retcons the origin, so it wouldn't be, have this. Yeah, I mean, Does it they ex- yep. their explanation was they put honey on them, and I'm that's fine. But, but I that wouldn't cause a swarm of bees. No, that just wouldn't all of a sudden be like bees aren't like. Like wolves that, or whatever. Where that still like, city caught on rubbing honey on Chad's ass, and if a swarm of bees, we're gonna try this. Yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, and and don't the, the bees. The bees. <laughs> have, like, the, it's gonna I'm be called Project the Ladder bees. presents the honey of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> There's a banner for you. The bees only get sixty seconds to get to Chad's ass, or else they lose. Because that's all they got in the fucking movie. No, just. Like, I don't know, like John. Like, I get, I get where you're going. I, I do. I'm like, yo, if you just, if you knew there was like a crazy nest, and then you covered him with honey after you did whatever, and then like threw him into the nest to disrupt it or something. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, way more than just like. What if it was in that tree? That would have been fine. Like, even if they just like shoved a huge fucking hornet's nest on his head or something, like in that <laughs> whatever. I don't know, like. I would still accept that more than just big cloud of bees out of fucking nowhere. And they're just like, hey, honey on that guy. <laughs> and they're honey bees too. So when it comes to honey, they are very aggressive. Dude, it's like it's like it's like Looney Tunes termites or something, dude. Like I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, CGI is shit. And that and that effect is complete shit. I think oh, it's gotten better in Argento's phenomena. And that was made in 85, 10 years prior. So it was that was yeah, that was bad. That wasn't CGI, though, in Phenomena. No, it was practical. No, it wasn't. So I'm just yeah, telling you. Exactly. It, <laughs> I mean, they use practical bees, and then 
went with that like CGI bullshit for that scene. It was like, wh- why though? And then they went. Yeah, it looked like an optical effect of some sort. It looked like shit. That's all I know. It definitely looked like this could have been almost sci-fi worthy. I would dare say. So Was sci-fi around in '95. I don't think so. Yeah, or was, yes, I don't know. Yeah, but it was just the, the science fiction shit back then. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have the original movies and shit. That was like 2002, 2003-ish, I'd say. Because like they did... Uh... Fuck, what movies did they do? Their own sequels to? Uh, Lake Placid? Lake Placid, Tremors. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there's some others too. They, that did, they also did, lep- they did a Leprechaun one, didn't they? Probably. No. Yeah, that was the, the yeah the newest one, wasn't it? Only sci-fi. Oh. Yeah. Not origins. The one where the original. Oh, Swaggle. Okay. Swaggle one, right? No, yeah. that was origins. That was origins. That's the. Uh, new... I know what he means though. Which one? The one where the original Ozzy comes back. Yeah. Not Osborne. Not Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. Hey yo. Read it down. The plot rundown. Uh, who? This was a. This is a Chad Brody fan pick kind of thing, actually. So. This was just a sequel to the fan pick. Yeah. So this yeah. falls out of the sequel category. Uh, yeah, I guess I can read it. Uh, his myth has endured for generations. His legacy is eternal rage, and now he's back with a vengeance. Yeah. Candyman Farewell to the Flesh continues the tale of the phantom-like figure who wreaks a terrible fate upon those who chant his name five times while looking into America face-to-face with grisly death. A victim of unspeakable evil while he lived, the Candyman has become evil incarnate in his afterlife. This time, he haunts the city of New Orleans, where a young school teacher named Annie Tarrant is struggling to solve the brutal murder, murder of her father. The locals insist that he was slain by the Candyman, but Annie is not convinced until she unwittingly summons the monster forth, learns the secret of his power, and discovers the link that connects her to him. But can she stop him before he again? Never. There is a loud cracking noise coming from Chad's signal. From me? Yep. Okay. Uh, let me unplug my mic and refresh real quick. It's, it's like tapping. It's weird. Anybody else hear it when he was talking? I did not. I heard. I heard something. I thought that I was you popping your bottle. Out of it wasn't. <laughs> I thought it was something because I muted Chad like, quickly while he was talking, and it stopped. And I was like, "I'm not crazy." Okay. Okay. Because I thought it could have been that. But I was like, no. Okay. All right. So this yeah. is what it sounds like. I mean, yeah. Thank you, Chad. Daddy. Is that better? Can you hear anything? Sounds clear now. Yeah, there's no crackle in. No, we're good. Crack-a-lack. I don't know what right. it was. That's weird. So Ghosts. Let's discuss. I mean, we know TJ disliked this movie. Well, maybe not dislike. Maybe dislike. I don't know. It's that. fucking Diet Candy Man, man. You know? It's like they went for candy, but they got the sugar-free. You know what I'm saying? Like they got oh, man, sugar-free, sugar-free candy, free man. are delicious. I understand that, but I also get yeah. If you eat too many, you get the shits. Well, yeah, and that's what that's, this movie yeah, was. Yeah. It was the actual shits. Compare this to Clive Barker's first film, man. This film, not even close. Not even close. I understand maybe the story might be more grounded, and maybe his origin story is a little bit cooler. And that's mainly because Tony Todd had more of a hand in this one. And I'll talk yeah. about that in my own little uh, research there, but. As I do like the origin story a bit more, I just think that 
the, the the female, the main female, is not as the portrayal of her character is not as I don't know as good. I think Virginia Matson just did a fucking fantastic job, and Tony Todd even admits that he didn't have the same connection with Kelly Rowan that he did with Virginia in the first film, and that she she's not necessarily a bad actress that she's, no. she did her job well. It's just that he didn't have the same type of chemistry as he did with Virginia, and then they didn't fuck beforehand. Well, that that makes more sense because she's his great great granddaughter versus, you know, Helen. It was a whole love thing, right? Yeah. Like, so it's, we're, it's we're talking about acting, though. But that carries right. over, and it, it it works well with the the situation as well. I mean, I just think that Virginia Matson's perf- performance in the first film is just so goddamn powerful. And I think the DP work in the first film is also so fucking beautiful that whenever you compare it to this film where the DP works, just meh. I just think I just filmmaking is just I so much better. fully agree with like just the camera shots in general. Just like I said, I think it's just because it's more of a simpler slasher. I just like, like I said, I just enjoy the ride. It's not. We... Go ahead. I was just like, can we just talk about a second about how hilariously awesome the one shot at the end with the uh, the slave quarters the very obvious paper mache house sinking down into oh. the water oh yeah that looked like shit and i was sitting there trying not to laugh my ass yeah. off watching how about it. that ending with the cgi fucking candy man breaking into glass yeah yeah, that, I, uh, yeah. fucking poop town i you know what they're trying to do but dude the the movie Doesn't ended deliver. with the main with the main lady right walking slowly through a pile of mud towards a mirror. Yep. That was the suspense. Yep. In the a Candyman movie, what Literally. was what was stopping her from walking forward? Nothing. Nothing. Just editing. That's what it was. That was what was stopping her. It, editing. It just reminded me of like so many other '80s movies with goopy mud. I don't know why. Like. That's all it did was like as soon as she hit that, I was like, "Huh." It was a giant poltergeist yeah. pool. Yeah, poltergeist. Yeah, exactly. Like, it. Uh, Somebody explained to me the layout of that slave quarter. So it was just fucking like walkways and then a giant pit. Like, what the fuck? That's what it I'm looked like. Dilapidated. I'm wondering what was with the dead bodies in there too. Yeah, and like, why was, was there like the people in the walls? Wall. Is it Deeper's Creepers fucking basement? Yeah, I, I, I was wondering that too. Creeper. Wait, what was that with the what? There's people the bodies in the wall. In the wall. Yeah, I figure figured like they're the thing was built on the slaves or something. I don't know. That'd be pretty. That's an extra level of fucked up. It's yeah, seven to four. That's not even like that's legit history right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, just oh, they're dead. Fuck. Throw them in there. We'll fuck it. That's some fucking now. scary shit. Uh, you mention it. So I will say, funny enough, with that scene, and I had to laugh, was that she literally just move removed the cork. From the fucking wall right there, because it was just that little mirror. Yeah. Right? And then it was just like, floodgates. It's story wise, like, I understand where Chad comes from, where, like, yeah, I can understand, like, you can like the more grounded aspect of this story. And again, that can be attributed because the first movie is a lot more closer to Barker's vision and of his book, where this movie is completely different type of story. You know, they kind of. Even like Tony Todd says, the continuity's not there by any means, and he wasn't really involved in any sort of continuity discussion. And he even himself questioned it on set, but he wasn't going to argue it because it was a paying gig. So, like, <laughs> where the first film, I mean, 
you can't really argue with Clive Barker's work. I think that the guy's fantastic, especially with storytelling. And I just think the first story is just the more of the legend. It just yeah yeah. I find that more more scary. The Caprini yeah. Green okay. setting as well. See, I like yeah. the Louisiana setting. I always I I enjoy the Mardi Gras setting. I think it's better executed in other films. I think that it was I'm just used in this film just because it was a cheap that. way to cash in on good yeah. sets. Yeah. Was there Possibly. any need to go back to the fucking like the big tombs and graveyards in Louisiana? No, you just wanted to get a cool shot. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's he's not wrong about that at all. Wait, why? She was looking for her family grave at that point, right? Was she? I don't remember. See, we yeah, don't even remember. That's where the Reverend, the Reverend took her there. And I'm pretty sure she was meant to go look for her family's gravestone there. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's why she right. Found, she found the mortuary and that's when she found her grandma. And then you know what's said, funny? Or no, it was the gravestone. Can, I, said, can uh, I point out a plot hole? Yeah. Sure. Is that they have them in this public area buried next to each other right then fast forward and they, they talk about how much of it is a secret and how they try to raise her as a white girl and in this white home and try to keep it a secret so why would they publicly bury them next to each other if they wanted to keep that a fucking secret and then keep the whole kid thing and and then fucking go and talk about it later like wouldn't they bury them separately yeah. if it was such a disgraceful thing that the father had to kill him and, and this disfigure him why did they allow her to get buried next to them like it's just fucking bonkers to me maybe Okay, so she was, Maybe that was she, had, she had money too. I'm not saying I'm thinking she could have got it done her on her own. Like, but she, yeah, the mom was, was like her final it up. fuck you to daddy. The problem yeah, was, yeah. Well, my mom was considered was continuing to cover it up even into modern times. So the family would have continued to cover it up. So, so even if it was like her final wishes type deal, like the family was still actively covering up the fact that it had slave origins. Maybe they didn't even okay. know about the. No, they had to. No, they knew. They knew. They the mom. Knew. They, that's why they just never took her there. I don't know. You know what and I mean? Then, and again, Brody's like Brody said. If Bill Condon would have wrote this, probably would have been better because he's fucking great. Like I said, yeah. I'm not saying this is even close to a perfect movie by any means. No. But even the think- gore compared to the first film, the kills in this are extremely lackluster, and you could even say that the boyfriend kills comp- picked up completely from Halloween too. Oh yes. Oh, it so is. And it barely shows any gore. What do we get? We get a what? A wet red shirt. Ooh, scary. And, we, and he puts his hand in somebody's back, but we don't get to ever to, to see it. We just see a fucking shot of Tony Todd's hand in someone's back and then it lifting up. We don't get to see gore and shit like we do in the first film. Hell, Michael like Myers with the scalpel with no blood was better. Version I saw because you definitely see the hook going up like, through his chest. I understand that, but I don't think it's as bloody as the as the first film. I, I think that I the, like budget. the first kill definitely like I feel like the first kill hit it the hardest like in the uh, I wish guts would have the... poured out and fell on the floor. That oh, you're not wrong. What, what I found disappointing was probably the bloodiest kill was in her dream when Candyman slashed his mom's her mom's throat. Yeah, yeah and that would have been sick. Sprayed the camera, but it didn't happen. It was a dream. They should have kept yeah, that. Unfortunately, yeah, that would have been nice if it was real. Yeah, because she had the cheapest thing where she it was like you didn't see anything rip through her at all. No, he just no, stabbed her in the back and she slowly bled out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just disappointed that this is a Bill Condon film, but it's not as good as it should be. <laughs> hmm. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Keep, keep in mind, this was 95 and horror was uh, yeah, in shit. its downcline at the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that's a good because reason, but that definitely is a, a valid is a reason. Yeah. Right. 
It's running that 95 train hard. Thanks, Wes Craven. <laughs> I don't know. 90s is a weird decade. It is. Tis it. But, uh, yeah, so we uh, peek behind that curtain. Lick yeah, it. you guys ready? Yeah, Chad Absolutely. and I are sharing it this week. <laughs> yeah, my my internet shit to bed for a second. So, uh, okay, you guys ready? Bernard Rose originally conceived a sequel to his 92 hit Candyman as not featuring the eponymous character at all, but instead continuing to explore the nature of urban horror myths. This was quickly scotched when the producers decided the audiences would show would rather show up because they want to see Candyman eviscerate his victims. Also, Tuesday Night reported to have returned down a role in the film, claiming it was the only horror film she regrets turning down. Really? I think she would have done a much better job. Although this, this girl wasn't bad, but... Uh, she could have done better. She could have. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Tart refers to her physician, Dr. Loomis, as an obvious reference to Donald Pleasant's character in the Halloween series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And finally, there was much controversy about the movie poster that was used to advertise Candyman 2. During this time, it was the height of the O.J. Simpson trial, and it was still ongoing. So the picture of a black man stalking a white woman was seen as controversial, and the original <laughs> artwork was quickly omitted. And he no had a glove on. on. Did he have a glove on? No. Yo, <laughs> yeah. No, right. the glove, it did not fit. It did not fit. That's right. So they had to acquit. Oh. <laughs> so in some of my research i found the following tony todd insisted that in Candyman 2 they show scenes of daniel in his former life he calls it a gothic love story at its core okay I see that. Right. yeah I see he that. states early in the interview as well that uh he got into this kind of horror film by uh sitting tom savini down and performing a monologue in front of him from Night of the Living Dead because Dwayne Jones had such an impact on him. And then that's how he got a callback the next day, I think, from his people. And that's how he got the job in the remake. And then that was what led to his career in Candyman and Candyman 2 and being the icon that he is now. Right on. Okay. Yeah. So you could thank Tom Savini. Yep. Tony Todd sees Candyman as more of Phantom of the Opera than a Bloody Mary character. He watched the original film to study for this role. Hmm. Huh. I mean, okay. yeah, I could see that, but at the yeah. same time, like you're doing the whole name thing. That's the only similarity, though. That's yeah. That is no, I know. Else. But that's kind of a think of the way he stands and the way but... he is super theatrical just like the phantom the way he yeah. moves his hands slowly no, no, no. i'm not disagreeing everything is just but you know mm-hmm. bloody mary like candy man makes you work for it you gotta say it five times so by the time you get the... you my <laughs> wife was like how do you gotta say it five times i'm like because imagine actually doing this and getting to that fourth one you've said it four times now you're on the granddaddy that's a lot of pressure I'm yeah, like, buddy, Mary, she's three. That's that's quickie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Shortly after this film, they tried to pitch Tony Todd uh, Leprechaun versus Candyman, and he turned it down and said that's more of a five minute movie. And no yeah. offense to Warwick Davis. <laughs> yeah, he's no, he's absolutely right for turning that shit down. Yeah. And then Bobby's gonna get a good pop out of this. Tony says that around the time that they remade A Nightmare on Elm Street, 
He had a conversation with Robert England where Robert said, maybe sometime I should kick your ass, as alluding to a Freddy versus Candyman film. Ooh. Oh, I can see that. Cool. Actually, that would be interesting. Didn't we discuss Candy? Because Candyman was Chicago, so that would be uh, Chucky, wouldn't it? He also said mm-hmm. uh, that it was discussed to merge the universes of Clive Barker and have Hellraiser and Candyman become one and then have the Candyman versus the Cenobites. Now that I would I see. could see that. And Ooh. that would be as simple as bringing the puzzle box to Cabrini Green. That would be very... Uh, that would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. And now, as you said, like, 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 like how, like I want to, I'm Bobby, imagining the emergency. mirror, and as soon as you say the fifth one, you push the fucking box down. <laughs> Yo, that's gonna look like a, in the mouth of madness kind of a creature. That's what's gonna come out of that. <laughs> so, so essentially, so is it, it gonna work? It would be, it would like, be Tony Todd, who's gonna Doug get Bradley in the other one's pins and a hook for a hand. Ooh, like oh, why the, would they fight? And it could be you, what, why would they fight or how would why they would they fight? No, why would Ooh. they fight? Oh, because it would, it would be like a Freddy versus fight. Jason. It would be right, over the field. Like, like if yeah, she it's, calls it's exactly Man at the same time they open the box, they They'd would both be end- fighting over who summoned them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, they certainly would because it'd be like, no. And you could see no, I didn't. No, I And the didn't. thing is, is with the Cenobites, if you escape them, then they take it personal and then they follow you. Yeah. <laughs> what if... Okay, so now I'm bringing some... All right, so Candyman. What if they turn Candyman into a Cenobite, but then he ends up having more control, so he ends up, like, wrecking house, dude, like... Could they, though? I mean, he's basically he's not physical. spirits. Yeah. But spirits have a lot more power than you think. <sighs> I don't know. I would I would think you would have to have a physical Cenobites body. Cenobites are like levels listen. of demons, though, with power. Yes, but spirits can go anywhere. Demons are only in certain places. Only when they're strongest. And that's so true. how's he come back in three? Can we spoil that? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I saw it. Did I watch three? I don't remember. I've we, never seen it. So wait, C- Candyman three? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay, I don't remember. Is Tony Todd in that one? Yes, he is. Yeah, because they made figures. Who's ever him. played Candy? Well, besides in or unless what's, what's the, the, what's the subtitle? It's never been said. Oh, uh, Day of the Dead. That's right. Wait, what was that, boss? It's the subtitle of the third one's Day of the Dead. Yes. Is it? Okay. Yeah. But I, th- I yeah, think that nice. one tried to go back to a little bit more of like the first one. I remember the third one being better than this one. Wow. Fucking A. And then I have a couple more. Veronica first worked with Bill Condon on a film called Dead in the Water, which was a murder mystery. And I believe that was a TV film. She said that prior to Hurricane Katrina, New Orleans was a true party place. While she was filming, her young son came down to visit her on set. She found him on the street playing bongos and dancing like a wild man. Spectators were cheering the kid on and were offering to pay him for performing. <laughs> Sweet. Nice. Nice deal there. Nice deal there. What's that called? Bu- uh, busting? Yeah. Busting makes me feel good. Yeah, okay. Right. Lastly, Veronica remembers working in New Orleans in August and it being very, very hot. She had to wear a silk dress and it caused... And it caused pools of sweat to form under her armpits. So much 
that between takes they had to run an extension cord and a hairdryer and run it on cold on her armpits with her arms up between takes. <laughs> so she was like, I can oh, only imagine how heat. I wanted the humidity. They said the following yeah. days that they tried to put sponge foam inside of her arms to absorb the sweat for whatever fucking reason. They thought that would be a good idea, and it did nothing. That Why would make it worse. Would you, oh <laughs> right? my like, god! So much ventilation. Why? Give the girl wow. a fucking. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean. That's all well. Oh yeah. Katie's cutting in. Snip, fucking snip. <laughs> well, heady duty there. He's folks. alive! Enjoy your DKB. Right, he looks a thousand times better. Looks so much better. I'm going to talk to you about Candyman 2. Farewell to the flesh. I'm just going to start off by saying I don't like this film one bit. And I will fucking tell you why I don't like this fucking film. Let's start off by the acting. The acting is absolute horseshit, their performance in this film. Other than Tony Todd himself. Tony Todd always brings his A-game to this role, and he eats his shit up. It's like his bread and butter. He always fucking delivers, and I can't fault him for that. It's really bad direction from the director himself. Um, I don't know what the fucking go there was. Maybe it was made on a shoestring budget, this film. I didn't really look it up because I don't care. <laughs> but, <laughs> that, um, I really wish we had got more of a... Uh, Period piece film. They have more money than Adam had for Jason Goes to Hell. Probably the only bits of the film that I really enjoy the most, the flashback stuff of how he came to be <sighs> fucking Candyman. And even the acting and the costume designs of some of the actors in that scene alone look really cheap and nasty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just really wish we had got that period piece for this film. In saying that, this storyline is a little bit convoluted in certain spots. Um, it was really hard to follow our lead character until they really – well, until they got up to the point where they talk about her being pregnant. Then they reveal that uh, she's actually uh, to the fucking oh, baby. So they throw a bit of uh, incest <laughs> fucking nonsense terms, meanings, whatever the fuck in there. So <laughs> she's not fucking out by fucking candy, man, I think. See? I don't I think it was. The story is fucking garbage. Um <sighs> Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> oh I love when Brody um, hates um, on a film. Lighting, it's so good. Yeah. Certain lighting aspects <laughs> in some scenes with um, um, the housing and that, like the old homesteads. I really, I really actually like them. I like that old homestead. She gives it that gothic element, as I say. It really fucking makes my PP hard. Um, <laughs> that wasn't enough to save this film. Let me point out some really bad acting in this film. The copper with her brother, the lead's brother. Discount David Boreatas. PlayStation going <laughs> He did look like him too. <laughs> I didn't even know the guy's name when I marked him down on my kills. I just wrote him down as stupid cop. Uh, kind of looked like Fred Savage was sprinkled in there too. I will say what was yes. actually really cool about that scene. Further on down the track, we have someone reviewing the tape and you actually see his spine getting ripped out by an unknown entity. I thought that was actually really cool. That's the coolest part of the fucking um, movie. But other than that, Nah, nah, nah. They, they either should have made that period piece or they should have just fucking called it quits after the first <laughs> film. In saying that, I'm going to give this film a 2.2. And that's probably me being generous. In saying that, this is your DKB signing out. Um, I will leave you boys to it. 
Love to hear your thoughts on the film. And yeah, <laughs> I shall catch you next week. Peace. I'm not gonna. Do lie. you really think go... he loves to hear the I films as a bad? I as much as I lower myself. Same, and as much as I love when he really loves a film, it's even better when he really, really hates oh, a film. He rips, he rips <laughs> into it. <laughs> it is so right funny. It's it. great. Fuck. <sighs> Good shit, John. Yeah, buddy. Question is, um. Well, I kind of spoil it by bringing up the mirror thing, but that's what it was going to be. Was that was the was that the point of the uh, was that the plug in the hole of the wall was the mirror? Yeah, pretty pretty much. It was the butt plug. Oh, but don't. Yeah, and look what happened. Oh, slide. Hey, I wanted to. We should probably like thank people for the milestone thing. Uh, Oh, good job. Yeah. Shout out to all of you Project Louder listeners, every single one of you who uh, allowed us to achieve this milestone this past week. We reached 225,000 subscribers network-wide, and uh, that's all thanks to you guys, and we appreciate you supporting the network and tuning in to each and every one of our shows. It's it's truly an honor to, uh, to perform for you guys each and every week. It's, it's awesome. Uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you for you. giving Everybody. us validation. <laughs> Thanks yeah, a lot. And I I'd also like to point out another milestone. Uh in 2 weeks we will be celebrating our 150th episode. Ooh. Look oh, at nice. that, ladies and gents. 225,000 so, subscribers and a 150th episode. Look at that. With all in a couple weeks and that's the uh the Monday after Steel City Con. So it'll be interesting to see if we even have time to watch the fucking movie. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about that the other fucking day cuz I'm like, yo, it's going to be like four and a half hour drive home. Maybe we even clean watch up. You guys... What's that? Watch it together. What movie is it? I mean, we can, watch, we can get shit faced and watch it Saturday night. I'm down. I'll have to try and watch it Saturday because I'll be on vacation. So hopefully I can uh, make it work for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was definitely thinking about that because I was looking at like we're not allowed to clean up after till after five. And I'm like, fuck, dude, if I can't leave till like six, I'm not getting home till like fucking ten. When the f- <laughs> I got to work in the morning, like fuck, dude. Fun stuff. But that was ghost ship. Ghost ship. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway to 300. Oh, man. We're almost there. No, uh, that was uh, that one dude. Where did I, what other movie did I see that guy in that gets, that knocks her up? Because after she gets knocked up, she says his yeah, name. I was, I was trying to figure oh. that out too. Oh. Is, is it William O'Leary? No, he's in Tommy Boy. You son of a bitch, is he? Yes, he is. He is the, uh, no. He's the assistant to fucking, um, What's his brother. He's also in. He's also in. What's the character? What's the actor's name? William O'Leary. That is William O'Leary. Let's see. What else has he been? Home in? Improvement. But yeah, like I said, oh, Tommy boy. he was the buddy that was like always crushing beer cans on his head and shit. Yep. Marty Taylor. His brother. Yeah. That's yeah, right. He was in that. He was in. Oh, he was in Terminator Three. What the was fuck it? was he in? That's not William. William O'Leary's brother. The other dude, the boyfriend. What was the boyfriend's name? What boyfriend? 
The husband, the husband, the oh, husband. Oh, oh, yeah. Shit, I'm looking at the wrong Wait, thing. are you talking about the redhead dude? The dude with the yeah. weird Fu Manchu beard. No, I know. I think, Chad, you were talking about the redhead guy, right? The brother? Yeah, that's William O'Leary. Yeah, he's yeah. been like Axe Files and shit. And like... Yeah. Who's his brother? Brother. I don't know. Does he have a brother? Who? Who the fuck is the guy with the Fu Manchu beard? The Fu Manchu I'm looking, I'm looking... Timothy Carhart. What the fuck has he been in? Uh, let's see. He was in this. He was in Beverly Hills Cop 3. He was in Ghostbusters? Wait, what? Wait, yes, he... Okay, so sorry. Okay, not, the, not Tommy Boy. Black Sheep. That's Black sheep. what he was in. Black yes. Sheep. Yes. Now I gotta see who the fuck we're talking about, because... I, I love doing know. this shit. <laughs> right? Yeah, there. Yep, Timothy Carr. That's him. Yeah, Black Sheep, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. the fucking dude that was with Dana at the. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now I remember. He's the guy who was like sniffing the. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Dude, he has there. such a fucking mullet. Oh, my God. Yep, that's it. That's the guy. Yeah. Uh, Bingo. No, I, I always knew him from Black Sheep because he was such a prick to fucking he was. Farley, like terrible. <sighs> he was the brother in Black Sheep. He was the a senator or some shit governor. No, he he was the assistant to the. Uh, oh, he his was. Brother. He was That's the assistant. Right. He was a piece of shit. That's right. <laughs> I've watched Black Sheep in fucking forever. Yeah. Right, it's been a good twenty years since I've seen it. Ah, uh, are you? Are you not boy more currently? No, no, I love Black Sheep because the best line I love for Noe. Are you are you not the black angel of death? Without question. <laughs> Don't answer. It just pisses me off more. So where are we, boys? Uh, we I think are, we are on questions. Yeah. Are we? Yes. Format, questions. What format and how did you watch it? Prime video. Not too bad. Wait, you didn't get it on demand? They didn't have it. I had to buy it. And I'm like, I'm not spending $15 on this bitch. Yeah. What? The first time on demand fails. Yeah. Scream Factory Blu-ray. I've watched it on Prime, and the the quality wasn't that great, actually. Yeah, actually, now you say it wasn't. I I didn't even All look right. to see, but it, it looked maybe 720p at best. Yeah, I don't think it was like any. I don't even think it was that, anything. dude. It, it wasn't that good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> you were watching on your 4K TVs? Mm-hmm. Really? I didn't think it looked that. Yeah. I mean, I, the thought, it looked, was I like, thought it looked anyway, grainy but... as fuck. Huh. Douche of the movie. Oh, that asshole cop. Yeah, discount David. <laughs> Great value, David Boreanaz. <laughs> I was actually going to go for her. I was actually going to go for her, uh, her brother. Mom? Her oh. brother. I was going to go with her mom. Yo, so I, he runs in, hears people screaming, runs back out, and then goes around back. Doesn't stop the crime. Runs out back. Oh, discount Man. David Boreanaz, yeah. That is great, bad. Great writing, Condon. Oh, wait, he didn't write it. Can't blame him. <laughs> he just directed that bullshit. Yeah, that dude had just a hard on for like. You got to figure at some point in the movie while he's filming this, you know, he calls cut to a scene. And he just turns around to the producers like, do I really got to do this? Sorry, it's in your contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, I'm going to go with the mom, though, for douche. If she uh, just was open about everything, you know. Dad probably would have gotten killed. And we would have got Candyman, too. 
It's really cutting that alcohol. That's right. Is she an invasion of the body snatchers? And the birds, correct? The I'm birds? I'm assuming 70s. Just the birds or the burbs? The birds. The birds. No idea. The Alfred Hitchcock movie? Alfred Hitchcock's. The That's birds. a bit before her time, isn't it? No. I was nineteen sixty. Well, this is ninety five, and she would have been she would have been super young. Because she yeah, nineteen sixty three, the birds, Kathy Brenner. Oh, uh, really? Yes, she got to work with Hitchcock. How old was she? She's also an alien. But yeah, she was Lambert. Yeah. She nineteen sixty three. She is currently seventy two. Damn, she looks way older in this movie, though. She did. Yeah. Hmm. The birds, alien, nightmares, speed. Speed. I haven't watched that movie. Candyman. Uh, that speeds actually uh, terrifies Brody. He's he, he he's terrified of that film. Why? Why? Uh, Dennis Hopper's character scares him. I've never heard of this movie. Uh, I have. Sounds a lot like another movie called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. Oh. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never watched Speed 2 because I felt like there was no reason to make a sequel. So. Yeah, Speed didn't leave any unanswered questions to me. Speed 2, a little faster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then, wait, wait, then what would be Speed 3? Speed 3. Oh, the that, was the ice, the that was the iceberg. Oh, oh, was also, it? <laughs> moving too fast. <laughs> Also, what it's prior year. to the birds, she worked uh, on an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Well, two episodes. Oh. And she was also in three episodes of Leave It to Beaver and an episode of The Twilight Zone when she was 11. So she was in the birds when she was wow. very young, Chad. Damn. Well, she was, you know she was also in uh, the beginning of Scary Movie 2. Yes. Oh, yeah. She played the mom. There we go. What was the beginning of Scary well, Movie 2? I'm the Exorcist, uh, Exorcist ripoff. Oh, yes. Okay. Yo, you got to love James Woods looking there going. Yeah. <laughs> I see my Scary Movie. <laughs> anyway, continuing. <laughs> James Woods. Favorite kill. Kind of a tough one. The one where he sticks this hook in the back and slashes I, it up through the Okay, door. so... I love the point of view of the security cam footage of the. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Of the dude, the hovering body just yeah. like, dismantle. I gotta go, I gotta go with the dream kill just because I like that sweet blood spray. Veronica Cartwright. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right in the. Even though it, it doesn't like, really. That didn't it was count, like in still. the mouth, wasn't it? It was just like, oh, like yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with TJ, the, the security camera footage, but that kill also because the woman's watching it and you're seeing it happen. I, yeah. Okay, so I'll agree with that one. I'm going to go with footage. the bathroom one in the beginning. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Set, just to set it off. <laughs> the sliver of continuity they put in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. That's all they could give us. Uh, best scene. <laughs> Wait, did Chad say best kill? Yeah, I did. Uh, the, 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 yeah. the spit in the mouth. Best scene, the way it ended? Yeah. Th those yeah. credits were <laughs> hit hard. Um, I guess his origin wasn't bad, even though it didn't really make any sense with the whole fucking honey yeah. attracting the bees. Flashback scenes, especially brutal when you see his hand getting cut off. They, they showed everything there. That was good. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. 
I like, uh, I'm going to go with um, the parade scene when he was chasing her mm. at night. I enjoyed that. I know you, I know you did. And I agree. Mardi Gras has been used in better settings for better or other, other movies, but. I just enjoyed that, like the whole melding into the crowd. And I love, I love the two quick scenes of random people fucking during Mardi Mardi Gras. Right? By the way. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's Mardi Gras, dude. I got I the mean, titties in. Personally, you're probably gonna see more than that. Well, we yeah. only got like underboob from our main girl. So. Yeah. What's that? We only got like underboob from the main girl. Yeah, yeah that's that was only... a weird. Like, she ran home just instantly. Hey, the rather a tease than nothing at all. At least that's we fine. got the random street sex to fill in the titties. Twice. So, yeah, no. All right, real which, quick. That random street sex, by okay. the way, she was actually having panties on. Yeah, you just slide it to the side. But, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. She was not in the position to do that. Bobby was studying. Not all of us have 12 inches to fucking wrestle with. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I was waiting he's to right. somebody referenced his hog. He's there right. we go. Well, here's a question for you, gentlemen. Oh, Jesus. If you, were, if you were one of the gentlemen in the street sex, would you rather be on against the wall or in the balcony? Balcony. Balcony. I against balcony. the wall. Ooh, we're doing it public. We're going theatrical, the baby. See, that's how I'm going. I'm like, we're going. Yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's like if I'm going, like, yeah, it's like, it's like if I'm going out, I'm going out in style, like, baby. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess either way, you got something to rest your weight against. So, you know what I mean? You can use the railing, and you can use the wall. So, the wall will give you better leverage. It's higher. I'll give you that. Yes. Yeah, but uh, on the railing, you get the power thrust. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd be too. I'd be too worried to uh, to use the power thrust and then just fall over backwards and die. <laughs> then you're a half naked corpse in front of like thousands of people. Well, yeah. hey, they'll just bring you back to life. A little life. They'll bring you back to life with a little support. You get the, you get the nut on Wait, the do that again. <laughs> Show the support again. Right. They'll bring you back to life with a little support. Yeah. Oh, Holy shit. Continue oh, God. Wow. Ah. I can't even fucking talk. Oh. What are we on? Opening scene? <laughs> we are way behind. <laughs> We're fine. Opening scene. Uh, yeah, hey, oh. guys, guys, hussy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh actually I will say the opening for him talking about the legend. At, yeah, at first it did. Let's retcon the first movie. Right. <laughs> Been done before. Yeah. We're retconning it, but we're keeping the same guy. I like, okay. He's got to sell that book, man. He's got to sell that book. Was it the same book in the first one? No. I want to say. Was it, was it, was it, it, was it a mirrorized book? Oh, maybe. I thought that was kind of a cool little, like, niche to it. I don't That's That's a good question. Hmm. It's been a while. It's been since the last time yeah. we reviewed it for me to watch it. So, yeah. All it's right. It's been a while. And yes, opening scene for me for sure. Yeah, yeah, yes. So. Yeah, I'll give it that. Uh, best hits, hottest girl, best dick, hottest dude. Tony Cartwright is a fox, and for uh, best dick, uh, Tony, Tony, Tony Todd. Todd. I'm gonna have to go. Tony Todd for that definitely. Yeah, Tony Todd. Uh, I, I gotta go for the main chick. I, uh. I thought she was a good looking girl. I, yeah, yes. she wasn't bad. 
You said. I feel like I've seen her name before. Yeah, I thought that too, but it, I Wait, looked it up. What, and I didn't. Veronica Cartwright was the mom, right? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with the chick who played. I don't even know if we've mentioned her. Uh, his original love interest there back in the past. Sweating. Caroline. Not bad. Or whatever. Not bad. I thought she was pretty. Yeah. She's in that big old Southern dress. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's in, she plays Peter's mom in Hook. Oh. Dude, I don't. There's another movie I haven't seen. Fucking. I don't actually think I've ever watched that. Hook. Same. Bits, bits of bits Bang of I enjoyed it. It was fun. You nearsighted gynecologist. Yeah, the Lost Boys. Mm. Right. <laughs> All righty. So that leads us to score. Did the score set the mood? If the mood was to put me to sleep, sure. I hate Philip Glass. I don't really remember the score. I just don't. It was basically the score from the first one. Yeah, yeah but I remember the first one's score. That I feel like the first one felt like more, over, like more dramatic. This one just didn't stand out at all. Oh, the movie no. itself was probably more dramatic too. So yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm gonna I guess it's like a stripped well, yeah. down version, kind of yeah. like the Halloween films, where you have this really awesome simplistic type score from the first one, and the second one it's even cooler. And then after that, it just kind of goes downhill. Uh, minus fifth one. Fifth one is a really cool. So one. this would be excuse like- me. Minus the fourth one, we will have a debate on this. I feel think Alan like, Howarth did better in five than he did four. That's uh, I don't this know. Is like I, I like with four. beer goggles like the way you guys are explaining it. All. <laughs> That's a whole uh, conversation. Is who do, do you like the Alan Howarth scores or do you like the fucking? Uh, is it yeah, Alan? No. Yeah, it's, it's all. It's Alan for two, three, four, five, okay. and six. I feel like there's a critic called Troy Howarth. Chad, does that sound right? Like he does commentaries for no Arrow video. I have to look. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Best song. Uh, Was there any songs? I don't know. Speaking of songs. Okay, so this whole movie takes place in New Orleans, and you didn't hear one snippet of any jazz music during my life. No, all you heard was you just that, heard was the, um, like that rave guy. music in the street, like yeah. yeah like, but you also just heard that commentary guy. He is happening oh, down yeah. here at Mardi Gras. You know, like that's what that actually heard. sounded a lot like him too. That's pretty <laughs> that's good. That was, <laughs> was an off. The, that was an off the cuff voice. What was that Kingfish? Oh, yeah, Kingfish. Yeah. King so, why did they have a separate actor for the voice and the guy? That perfect dialect. Because that guy looks. There like was a bush on that this guy. Film. But they speaking, wanted that voice. Speaking of dialect, why did the boyfriend's southern accent disappear halfway into the movie? Yo, I noticed that right away, too. Because acting's phenomenal in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I give this acting 11. Okay. Did, did, I, it get, did it get scared out of him by the homeless people? Is that what I, it was? I don't know. I kind of got the impression, like, wait, was he just kind of faking the southern accent to impress the locals or something? And he's really from New York City? I mean, what the fuck was that about? Like, literally, it just disappears for no reason. I don't know about you, but the best line he had was they got the best gumbo in the place. And I kind of exactly want a gumbo. Was, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I kind of um, want a gumbo after that shit. Yeah, right. And he seemed kind of sweet on the mom, too. Did anyone else pick you. up on okay, that? Th- so that's what I was going to say, because I was like, yo, when they were at the police sweet station and he hands her the coffee, they had this weird, like, stare thing. And she was talking about him being a good husband. And I'm just like, yeah, I, 
yo, is he fucking the mom? Like, is this going to come That's out? what like, I thought. I didn't realize that was her boyfriend or whatever. I thought he was with no. the mom. I No, I knew it was the husband, but I thought the husband was fucking the mom at the same time. Yeah. He's very crazy backstory. And we never got that. So I, I definitely no. picked up on that. I'm glad I'm not the only one I thought that. Yeah, because he definitely gave her like the fucking like. He did. The fucking stare eye, dude, like gave me fucking made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> All right. So favorite character. Candyman. The Candyman. So. Candyman. Uh, <laughs> no, I just can't. Tony Todd knows how to bring it. this character to life. All he movies. sells he literally sells the movie yeah yeah tony todd the incomparable the to- very fucking tall tony todd i just think uh again once again brings the heat brings the intimidation factor to this role and he just encapsulates this performance and i mean is this the last good candy man we'll wait till the new movie i mean Unless we do three next year. Is there a fourth Candyman film? No, the, so. the new one coming out will be oh, okay. the fourth one. I mean, if you want to do a whole like. I mean, he's in all the final destinations. If you want to do a Tony Todd. <laughs> Yo, we are doing the second one this year. Mm-hmm. We are. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I do. Yeah, he makes fun of them in that uh, interview I watched. I wouldn't doubt it. It's hilarious. Makes fun of what the Final Destination movies. Yeah, Saint, he said that he says that they're all the same. I mean, he's are. really not wrong. Yeah, he said nothing against them, but they're all the same. Yeah. And what the hell else? He was in Transformers and shit. What the hell? He was. Uh, he was in Starscream, was he? No, no. He was a Decepticon. I'm trying to think. Who the was he the he Fallen? Was. I don't think was so. I think, wasn't that Denzel? Man. That was Denzel Washington, wasn't uh, it? No, Denzel wasn't the Fallen. Uh, yes, he is. Remember the, the Fallen? Fallen? No, 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 no. The Fallen. We're talking about the, the big giant. Olympus. Talking about. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm screwing up movies. My bad. My bad. My bad. Maybe it is the Fallen. I think you're. No, no I'm gonna. Have to, I'm gonna Google it. Right no, now, let me. Yeah. yeah. You're like God damn it. I'm, I say I'm on it right now. It's Revenge of the Fallen. Yep, he is fallen. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. You said, as soon as you said Tony Todd, Transformers, I could hear the Fallen's voice, and it's very gravelly like his voice. And so, yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. Okay. That's probably the only good thing out of that movie. Yeah, right? Ooh. The fucking second one sucked. Was that the one where they had like the Terminatrix in it that was trying to get it on with yeah. China in the beginning? Okay, yeah. Yeah. That, that was fucking... Straight up poop town. Um, she was pretty hot, though. She was. You're pretty hot. hot. Thank so you. you. Thank mm. you. All right. So, <laughs> so was it scary? No, no not a man. bit. The first film's terrifying, and this the one's CGI scary. was scary. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that gives you nightmares is that old uh, CGI. Dude, as soon as, as, soon, <laughs> as soon as that ending hit, I looked at Sarah and I said, sweet CGI, dumb, dumb, dumb. Okay, so <laughs> here's what here's what I find scary about the movie. They somehow pumped $6 million into this. Where did it go? You're out the asshole. To nowhere. Bees. Maybe $3 million of that went to Tony Todd himself. Probably. There you go. Now, did he have the same B contract from the first one where if he got yes, done, he got it was through all, the, all three of them. So it was each, what, 1000 bucks for each? A thousand or a hundred or so. Yeah. yeah, he got. It was a thousand. I think it was. I think yeah. it was the first one. He got like twenty four thousand. 
I didn't look up to see if you got it. What do you got on this one? <laughs> this movie just lacks. Scare. I think that twenty four thousand covered all three of them. Actually, oh, maybe it did. Okay, I think. But it's, this movie just lacked a scariness. It just didn't have it. Okay, so leaving that, does it hold up today? Mm, not really. Not not really. No. A lot of nineties horror. <coughs> That's all I'm this say. film, yeah, it's nothing no. to write home about. I don't. There's nothing that necessarily stands out to me, and I think that's the biggest issue. That's kind of why, like, so, I mean, at least this movie and some of the other. It's this movie, especially. It's like hard to kind of almost talk about a little because it's like it doesn't stand out. There's nothing new to it. You're really I'm trying to remember what. You know, you're not. It, it's nothing scary, but at the same time, it's still a decent film because we got a great guy, a great actor in it who yeah but you can say, okay you can say that but if you apply that logic that you just said to the hellraiser franchise it doesn't work because doug bradley pays pinhead and subsequent movie films and they're fucking shit yeah that's true that's true well that's because so. in the later films pinhead's barely in it to begin with mm-hmm. hmm. speaking yeah. of doug bradley two weeks Steve, not I, even two weeks, dude. I still haven't seen him listed. Is he not doing photo ops? I don't think. Maybe he's just at, a, at his table. Because I know, I know he was sick there for a while. So maybe it's because yeah, he was. Maybe. It's my thoughts on this film. Okay, let's check this out. Oh boy. Oh god, uh, this is gonna be great. Acting, yeah, it was fucking shit. It's terrible. Aside from Tony Todd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Acting. and Veronica Cartwright. Fair. Yeah, yeah, because I thought she played the good Southern mom. He's on the toilet. Oh. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, acting besides Tony Todd? Yeah, not good. I feel like they were competent actors. It's just the script was so fucking weak that they weren't able to do a, a good enough. Like, it didn't translate well enough. Yeah, it's just the script's weak, so the actors can't really do a good enough job. Anyway, uh, cinematography. Good, uh, just good enough. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing yeah. like the first film. It's but the first film, you're like, wow. Uh, this film is just fucking bland as shit. Yeah, because the first film gave us these great shots of downtown Chicago. Yes. yes. Okay, if they had this great plantation house set up on the outside, and you go inside, and it's just shit set pieces. Yep. Yes. The, the 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 graffiti and everything. I and I understand that that's probably how an abandoned house would look. Mm-hmm. But, Why is the outside so clean, but the inside so yeah, exactly. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Like that's a totally opposite. Whatever. But even the, just the just the outside. aerial shot in the beginning of the original alone, yes, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Aerial shots. Ooh. Well, yeah, no, but I'm saying just that f- the first shot right off the bat, that alone draws you in. Yeah, it really sets the uh, tone for the whole Chicago and everything. What about premise, guys? Do you like this one compared to the first one? I didn't mind the premise. I mean, wait, like, wait, let me do the proper. It gave noise. us an origin, so <laughs> like I said, I didn't mind the origin. I'm assuming he's just trying to take what he thinks is his, so that's why he's just trying to kill off the rest of his bloodline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would guess. Like, I don't really know what he was trying to do per se unless he's trying to get like reborn in the daughter or something like it didn't go down that it, it, it was yeah uh, it was unless, really he was trying to, like, unless he was just like trying to fall in love with his great 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 granddaughter which leads to a whole another set of like okay 
It's like they wanted to hit all the high notes and the stuff that made the first one special. But like I said, they did the sugar-free version. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, well. All right. <clears throat> so uh, three R's, gentlemen. Recycle, rewind. Yeah, you can recycle this one. I'm not going to watch it. Uh, yeah. Unless I, we're reviewing yeah, rec- it. Recycle. This was my second time watching it. I, I'm not going to watch it again anytime soon. We can watch the right. first one. Hey, what's oh, the yeah. third one about? What's the, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember third if I've even seen it. Is it in Mexico because it's called Days of the Dead? I don't know. That's what I figured as much, but... Took the Zack Snyder out. Send it to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> 25 years, 25 years after the events of the second film. Yep. In Fuck Los that. Angeles. That's why the hell it's Los- called Day of the Dead. I don't fucking, Who fucking know. Day of the Dead franchise. Oh. So, it takes, so it takes place in like... It says to haunt no, I guess it Los takes place Angeles in art gallery owner named Caroline McKeever. So he just is going after chicks named Caroline now. Mm. Oh, no, no, it's, the, it's the little girl at the end of this one. Okay, that's who it is. Okay, so she apparently is. Okay, I, I didn't think I've seen it. Oh, let's rate this one, one, boy. Yeah, let's rate this one. That's I'm gonna give it a two and a half. Uh, two point four. I'm gonna give it a two point eight, and that's being generous. And I John, two point nine. And that has a Goromor score of 2.6. That seems fair. Not awful. Yeah. I think that's generous. I mean, it is awful, but it's it's pretty much where we figured it would no, be. No, dude, <laughs> it's not in the ones. It hasn't met that. Wait, wait, what was yet. what was our new worst one? What was that? Wasn't that um it was one point whatever it was it was like one point fever two. two. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fever two. <laughs> one point two or one point three. One point one. It was, it was one point one. Wow, so that's right. Because some... what was it? The rift was one point three. Yeah, we got to make. We have to make it a point to try and find something that's worse than that now. Mm-hmm. So now it's got to be below. It's got to be just a, on a point zero scale now. No, or it could just be plain zero. <laughs> I mean, we've never. I don't think any of us have given a film a zero. No, that every film has be... value at some point, right? For the most part. But I'm yeah, saying, like, dude, if we get one that's like a point six, like okay, I can tell you right now, I, if we watch the Fog remake, I'm not watching. That it. would probably tank. That's the, the one. Why would you I'm do not that? I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. Horrible. What's next episode? Like, next episode is your pick, buddy. Diary yeah. of the Dead. Woo! Romero. More zombies. That'll be fun to revisit. I, I enjoyed that the first time I saw it. Yeah, it's a cool uh, found footage film. Yes, that is a, it's on Tubi and Pluto, Voodoo, all that good shebang. Hey, you know what we haven't talked about yet? What's that? We haven't talked about the fucking sweet-ass Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer that dropped the day after our last episode. <laughs> and it looked wonderful. It doesn't it? I And Carnage dropped today. You know what? I Yes, yeah, it did. So let me say about the GB thing, and I don't even give a shit. Who knows? I don't really care. I'm gonna go. That had right me. Now. That gave me like happy little kid tears. That like when Janine showed up, I was like, yes, yep. like it's finally fucking happening after thirty fucking years. Like fuck, thank God. <laughs> right? I want. Okay, this is what I want. I want a reaction trailer, but I want fucking Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman sitting 
on the sides of fucking Paul Feig and make him watch their trailer and then look right. at him after this. You say, this is how you like, that's how you fucking make Ghostbusters three motherfucker. Like, yeah, I like, want to see that video. Oh, sorry. Hard rant. Paul Feig, he had every opportunity to do a prop, you know, passing of the torch to do a proper scene. Thing and look, nope. fucking tanked. He, I still no have never seen. We had zero problems with an all female Ghostbusters team. All you had to do was make it. That's what we wanted was a sequel. You carry yeah. on the legacy. Well, I, and okay, I, I have not, I did not I, see that movie at all. I, I just, I can't listen. I, can't. I like most of it, but there is some of the humor in it that's just like it doesn't, it's not Ghostbusters. That's Paul Fee. You know what I mean? Like it's it's bridesmaids with proton packs, and it's like no, like and that's that's that I hate like the whole okay when they were testing with passion. I like I I love bridesmaids. They were like testing the equipment, but like case in point, when fucking McCarthy is literally like flying around in the air on the fucking stream, and I'm like, come on, man, like no, that's just it, it's too much over the top, like, and yeah, it's just key with McCarthy with her and it's and it's ridiculous right that's that's, that's her that's her selling that's is, her selling point ghostbusters is deadpan it always has been like but that's what makes it so good right it's it's subtle dick jokes all around uh-oh hold on you good chad Oops. but like tj also mentioned we got that sweet sweet fucking venom 2 trailer today mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't watch was, i'll watch it tomorrow oh it was good, dude. I uh, I've watched it on the big screen, yeah, only the phone version. So I need to better watch after this. Yes, yeah. But of course, well, also Johnny, those sweet Hasbro figures. Oh, bro. Yeah. I had well, I and I showed you the thirtieth anniversary I have of the original ones, right? Yeah. So now I gotta, I gotta the, get yeah. I got the last Mattel line, but I really need to get the old G, the old OG yeah. Ghostbusters because that like. Ray with the silver like streaks on the side, like yeah. I, I just lo I love the fact that it, it confirms that they are in it, right? In are in it, full gear, yeah. Legit. I mean, we knew they were in it in some capacity. And Ghostbusters Two is canon now. Yep. Which a lot of people argued that it was and it wasn't, and some people said it. But was the bookstore inclusion at the end of the trailer pretty much confirms it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I'm I, sure there's going to be a lot more snippets in the uh, the farmhouse that we're going to see. I mean, in the original teaser trailer, you see Oscar's baby carriage. Yes, you so do. Already kind of like alluded to it, but yeah, dude, it it was so good. I can't fucking wait. To it's going to be a great fucking movie. Like, yeah, I cannot wait for November. I showed my family, my like my wife and kids. They're all like. That looked awesome, and I'm like, fuck yes. I'm like, I cannot wait. It's going to be wait, Johnny. I'll make an event to come watch it with you if we can make it happen. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, I, I'm sure my, my our boys are definitely going to probably be setting up a movie event somewhere where our Ghostbuster boys troops going to be at. Yeah. Now I just need to get a fucking Spider-Man trailer drop. Yo, man, they've been dropping pictures of that filming all over the fucking place. I think it's coming soon. I think they were waiting for Loki to finish on Disney Plus, and that finished a few weeks ago. They were low-key waiting for Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was actually a decent series. I really liked it. Yeah, I did not watch bro. it. So 
whole podcast. Bless you. What the fuck? Okay, so Bobby, without without spoiling much, Loki, the ending sets up Mm. uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Phase four. Yeah, it completely sets up Phase 4 because it directly sp- sets that up, uh, the Doctor Strange sequel and uh, the Ant-Man sequel. All movies Which I will just be announced, seeing. right? Yeah. What All movies I will be seeing. Uh, what the fuck was that called? I can't remember this. You got, no. Ooh. Who wants to plug the event? Whoop, 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 whoop. All right, so uh, go ahead. I was gonna say, why don't we let the boss man? That's his forte. He's uh, yeah, he is the best, he's the best speaker of the group. Okay, guys. So just a friendly reminder that we will be at Steel City Comic Con from August 13th through the 15th. So stop by the booth, say hi to one of our smiling faces. Uh, John will be there. Chad will be there. Cameron and Lord Scuba Steve will all be present all weekend long, and we can't wait to see you guys and meet you guys. It's the first convention back for Project Louder. High hopes. We will have shirts available that are con exclusive and will be available for a con exclusive price. And uh, while supplies last for those, Steve's uh, finishing them up this week. And yeah, I'm excited for it, guys. Can't wait to meet you guys yeah. in person you know, for the first time. And I would like to throw out this. This is actually our first uh, Project Louder appearance. We oh, my God. Due-back. We were due back last time. Yeah. Yep. Boy, you guys will changed. kill it. Due back was nothing. <clears throat> Uh, compared to what Project Louder is. Uh, as of this morning, we have 14 active shows and 21 podcasts in total. I think that's just just Damn. crazy. Yeah. And there's a lot more in the works, a lot of discussions oh, being made. Still, oh, yeah. I've, got a, I've still got a few that I need to write down my plan for. Mm-hmm. I'm working yeah, on getting some a uh, couple episodes of Machine Shop, hopefully the next week or so, just waiting on confirmations. Nice. And you'll see John. Do more stuff very, very soon. We got plans for him. You know what? On top of that, there's that new uh, MK movie dropping off, so you might get a new Fatality episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because I'm sure Mr. Brody would not be opposed to be doing that. So I think that comes out at the end of this month, if I'm not mistaken. Another bonus episode. Fuck yeah, dude. All righty. So next week, Diary of the Dead. Other than that. Yes. I'd say let's finish her off. That's right. Sounds good. So, guys, this is the pod boss, TJ Bowser, saying see you guys next week. Bye-bye. This is your Chad Daddy saying I'll see you bitches next week, and we'll see you at Steel City Con. This is your Fluffmaster Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying see you, Gorhans, later. This is your Killing Machine, Bobby and Moan, saying I'll see you fuckers next week. Where Bobby is king, when a man has a hog, here's what they say. (laughs) When the dong hits the thigh like a big dick guy, that's Simone. When the bald reaches the pants in your crotch, it is like ants. That's some older. That's how you get ants. Girls will say, I just got laid, and you'll sing Rodella Carne. That means meat king in Italian. That's my favorite part. <laughs>